Welcome to Living Fullness, a podcast where you're invited to walk with two unusual friends through the ups and downs of the art of friendship. My name is Stina Constantine. My name is Father Sean Burns, and together we explore what it takes to grow real, satisfying friendships, the joys and challenges we face along the way, and of course, becoming a good friend ourselves. We hope by sharing our learning and experiences, this podcast will serve you in living your life to the full. or watching on our YouTube channel, you are most welcome. We have a very exciting guest on here today. Padre, would you like to introduce our guest? It's my pleasure to introduce uh, my friend and, and brother, uh, Father Reese Beltrami, not, 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 not my blood brother, uh, but my, my brother in, in, uh, in the priesthood and in ministry. Uh, Father Reese has been ordained since 2016? Correct. Yes. Yep. And uh, uh, we went through seminary together uh, and sat in classes together and uh, uh, probably irritated one another and, and continue to do so even now. Uh, but uh, we're, we're, we're talking about uh, what it's like to be friends in ministry uh, and uh, Father Reese um, uh, will assist us in exploring that topic. So... Fantastic, wonderful great to be here, you. Father Sean and Cena. Really, really, really great to be here. Wonderful. Great having you here. So if you don't mind, I might start with the firing of the questions. Fire away. First question for you is, could you in a nutshell just tell us a little bit about your story, your testimony? You know, were you always a Catholic? Were you always practising? What was, what's the go? Sure, sure, love to. Look, I uh, grew up in a Catholic family and as a child I had a really – um, innate sense of God and, and a really good spiritual sense, which which is a gift from God. I don't um, I don't think it was my own doing, and so I always knew just going to church, um, saying my prayers, that there's something special here. There is something special in the church. Um, that that God is someone I want to stay close to in my life. I, as a young child, I, I knew it, and it was really really big in my heart. You know, f- fast forward to, say, age 17, I still had a really um, sen- good sense of God in my heart, but from there, really, I-, I lacked a solid Christian education, which is so important, just knowing the ins and outs of my faith, and also I lacked um, Christian role models in my life. So uh, for anyone in that situation, you can see they're, they're headed for a-, a tough time. So it probably wasn't until age... 23, where I, I just kind of, I looked through my phone, you know, I looked through my phone, I didn't have one Catholic friend in my phone, I thought, far out, this, this has got to change, you know, this has to change, and so I started to seek a, a Catholic community, and that's when I met actually a group of young people that came back from World Youth Day in Germany, and that was the beginning of the, the real um, change in my life, and it was only probably two years after that that I joined the seminary. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, how did your friends react when you ended up at Vianney? Like when you decided, okay, I've had this sort of chain of events that has led to my desire to want to go to the seminary. How did the people around you respond to it? Yeah, look, they were actually pretty cool. Um, you know, I remember one friend saying, yeah, no, no, I, I expected you to do that. Oh. So yeah, right. there's one like that. And, and the rest are fairly ambivalent. They're like, yeah, right, if you're happy, you know, go do it. So there's a very um, carefree and, and do what makes you happy culture. So in that sense, it, it didn't make it 
socially hard to mm. um, to make that big leap. Even uh, working in construction, which you get a lot of colourful people, uh, a lot of colourful personalities. Even in there, there was a great deal of respect. Um, so yeah, there was there was no real um, there was no real kickback or anything like that. Yeah, fair enough. In a way, it's positive anyway. There's there's probably some. Some negative insofar as there's a happy-go-lucky culture with, with, with no commitment, I guess, and no, no sense of, 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 of right and wrong. But at the very least, there's an openness to, to, to what is good as well as an openness to what is bad, but also an openness to what's good. So that's, that's yeah. Sure. And look, I remember one person saying, oh, that's great. You can do that for a while if you like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. anyway. Sure. I didn't. Uh, I just let that one go. But sure, yeah, sure. You hit the nail on the head there. Uh, what about prior to the moment where you your faith became real to you? Was there ever something that you would have wanted that younger version of yourself to know? Like if you could say something to that person? Yeah, I'd write him a whole. I'd write him a whole essay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, to put it in some dot dot forms, that the the ability to live um, your own faith out is intrinsically linked to – and your vocation, to embrace your vocation and live your faith out is intrinsically linked to your happiness. Uh, and I'd say get out of your Catholic comfort zone, find some Catholic friends, um, don't worry about your career, don't worry about your money, don't worry about that. Your, your faith is number one and that's what's going to uh, – that's the most important thing in your life. Mm. Yeah, so that's that's what I'd say. And read some good Ignatius Press books. <laughs> don't wait till your <laughs> mid-20s. Good luck, Ignatius Press. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it would take to remain friends with the people you were friends with pre-seminary or pre-conversion? Yeah, good good question. Fortunately, I do have still some people I stay in touch with. Um you know, and some of them aren't practicing. Some of them aren't Catholics. There's different people from different walks of life, but there's just a, a gen, general respect and appreciation of the other person's company. Um, they uh, they obviously have to respect that. You know, I'm a priest. I'm a Catholic. I in turn respect their whatever worldview they come from, or their lack of faith, or their secularism. Um, but there's actually a great love between us, and there's a mutual appreciation. And, and sometimes it's great, you know, to catch up with uh, someone outside of the church mm. and just to have a couple beers and, and, and sit around the table, have some wines and, and just talk about the old days and, and not be, yeah, yeah you're not really um, a parishioner-priest relationship. They're just outside the circle and it's like old days. So, yeah. yeah, just a mutual respect and appreciation and I'd say the ability to have a beer or wine and have a laugh. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's that's... I can resonate with that. So a few questions for you then, for both of you, seeing as you're both in the priesthood. Um, some questions for you guys. Firstly, you both went to Vianney together, like around about, like you were both there at about the same time. Is that yep. right? You weren't yep. in the same year though. Only a year difference. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So were you two friends? Like, because you're obviously friends now, I'm assuming. <laughs> As soon as we're talking about friends. Agreed. So were you guys friends like when you were studying? Yeah, maybe I'll start. Like Father Sean's five years younger than me, and he's a year older than me in the seminary. <laughs> um, That's so confusing. He was like in my younger brother's year at school. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, you know, here's, here's this guy five years younger than me. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, so intrinsically, I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder. 
And uh, just being in different year groups, we didn't really strongly um, connect. We mm-hmm. uh, suppose we had different hobbies and, and, and the like. We hung around the same group. We had fun with you know in the same group and all that. But I, I wouldn't say we're, we're great friends or, or strong friends really mm. at, at, mm. at any stage yeah. in seminary life. And that's that's just being honest. Yeah. We we were yeah. living across the hallway with each other. Um, <laughs> we were too. Actually, yeah, I remember one day I'm like Burns. If I start falling asleep, start prodding me. <laughs> and and I did. I did start falling oh. asleep. We had like eight lectures a day. It was insane. Oof. Um, so that was a good friendly thing you did to try and wake me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, would, I would agree with what you said. Is that, is that uh, uh, I didn't I, I didn't in any way notice a chip on the shoulder. By the way, uh, nice just just, just so, so if that was the case, it was not it was not shown. Uh, but uh, but the uh, I, I certainly sort of did feel the same way, particularly in the the difference of age. Um, I mean, I'd come straight from university, and really the only job that I'd held down. Uh, was a job of blockbuster video, which is hardly a career. Uh, so you know, we, we we came from two completely different walks of life, uh, as well as the the difference of age. So difference of experience, difference of age, and and so we just never quite connected as friends. Pre sorry, at seminary I would say no, but now yeah, definitely. So when did the friendship actually happen then? Uh, I, I think it's hard to put a it's hard to put a time on it, but I, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, well, it's uh, it's an organic development, so you can't say it happened on this day at this hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I ask you, will you be my friend? Yeah. <laughs> I will. Uh, um, you know what? It happened over time, and probably maybe give me a couple years out of out of seminary, mm. and uh, yeah, we just started to kind of collaborate a little bit more, come to to share our own um, our own ups and downs of of. Of and our hopes and aspirations mm. in in the ministry and in the church and in that mutual mutual conversation, that mutual goal for for you know wanting to do good in the world to, to follow our vocations. Mm. I think the friendship, yeah, genuinely um, started and slowly started to to take off and and a real deep um, mutual respect. And uh, you know, I know I, I'm so thankful that I have someone like Father Sean in my life. Um, and, and I don't, yeah, it really, it's really means something to me and I, I really thank God for, for him. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, that's, that's certainly echoed on my part as well is that it's, you know, uh, the ministry has, has, you know, uh, brought us together as, as, as friends and brothers in arms and, and that's, that's, that friendship has been certainly invaluable for me and particularly in terms of, uh, growing in my relationship with God and being accountable to the standard that we strive for as priests. thats That's been, yeah. It, been it might be worthwhile saying that we, we've done one and a half Exodus journeys together. Yeah, this is so true. We, we're this in our true. second half. Of, we're doing our yeah. second night. So that's that's a lot. If yeah. we're going to contact every day, and we did the Rise 30 Challenge as well. We did too. With the men's group. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, in, in a couple of months' time, that's going to be like 210 days of... of <laughs> Of, of challenge accountability, so yeah, you know, yeah. and yet we live, yeah, and we still, do, and we still, we still like each other. So yeah, it's either going to drive you apart or actually have it. It's it's, it's given us a deep yeah. mutual yeah. respect, exactly, and and that's really been a real great blessing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's really beautiful. That's really beautiful. What about given that you are both priests? Are there any challenges of being friends with priests? You know, we're we're all so different. I mean, just Father Sean and I, we, we've gotten to really appreciate each other and, and, and like each other. 
Um, yet we're so different, and, and, and everyone is. And so we'd look at certain things would, and, and problems and would, would do them differently or mm. that we would say it differently. Mm. Right? And we've got different mm. strengths and yeah. different experiences and perspectives. So learning to respect someone when you don't necessarily agree where they're coming from Learning to appreciate them when you cringe with what they're doing. <laughs> like, oh, what's he doing that for? Um, you know, and that's I think that's part of a mature relationship. And actually, mm. when you can disagree with someone and still be friends with them, or you can yeah. you can actually have senses a bit of tension with the conversation you've had, and, and then you can go away and and it's not still there a week later, a month later. That that's a sign that that it's a good solid yeah. friendship. Mm. So yeah, exactly. Oh uh, yeah, we've endured yeah the ups and downs of life. I'd say as well. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. nothing major, but yeah. just the normal tit for tat. Oh, I ditto. That's that's that's. <laughs> ditto. I, I, I think that's. <laughs> I don't know if I could say anything more than that. I mean, that's that's yeah. That's exactly right. I think the the same challenges that any good friendship faces is is what you know. Priest friends face as well. Yeah, is, you know, based on the personality differences and the the, the different approaches, and yeah. Mm. yeah. So you've spoken yeah. a little bit there then about accountability um, and the encouragement. What would you say is the the best part about having a friend in priesthood as well? Look, um, there's not many people who can really appreciate what a priest um, goes through. I'd say only another priest. Yeah. So, you know, having, you know, I don't cry on your shoulder, Father Burns. Can you tell everyone <laughs> on, on, on the stream I don't cry I can, on your shoulder? He does not cry on my shoulder. <laughs> no and I'd expect, you, I'd expect you to punch me in the eye if I ever tried to. <laughs> oh, gosh. But but we can kind of get together and have a whinge or, you know, yeah. metaphorically cry. Oh, look, Burns, this happened, you know, this happened and I'm trying this and I got sideswiped and yeah. this project got up but then it didn't get up and no one's supporting me and mm. – you know, life's terrible. <laughs> yeah, <sure>. <laughs> yes. So you know, having that mutual support is is great, and realizing that you're you're not the only one whose life is terrible. When mm. when when Father Sean also tells me his life's terrible, so. I'm, I feel slightly <laughs> encouraged and happy. <laughs> That's I'm glad your life is terrible <laughs> together. <laughs> but I guess you're not in it. Yeah, and you're not <laughs> in it alone. So yeah. Yeah, that's 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 right. That's so true, Sina. So, yeah. Like you just you know when you you feel you feel alone. So often when you're struggling and you're trying, especially when you're in ministry and doing things for God, you speak to anyone, a priest, a lay person. Um, I was speaking to someone in the States and he goes, you know, Father, you know, this is hard work and it's so unrewarding. And I'm like thinking, dude, you're talking to a priest. You know? like, <laughs> like, yeah, so um, anyone in ministry finds it tough going mm, just with, yeah. with how difficult things are at the moment in, in the world and the culture and in just locally in our own lives. So it's really great to have um, a mutual friend and someone mm. who understands the ups and downs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's that's uh, to have that that person that you can turn to and, and say, so this this has been my this has been my day, or this is what's happened, and uh, and it, it it to know that they understand because the odds are that at some point they've had the exact same issue or you know failure or problem or whatever it might be so that's that's yeah i mean and and also on the flip side of that is that when something goes really really well when there's when there's a joy that's been had mm. to be able to share the the joys of ministry and to be able to say this happened and this went really well and to to have a friend in ministry rejoice in the work that's been accomplished by god through your ministry is 
that's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? Even when, when things aren't going well, to have another priest minister to you in, in, in whatever way it is, it might yeah. just be a bit of encouragement, a few words of hope, just a reminder of that um, you know, God's love is, is ever there and that um, he doesn't revoke his promises. And so just any – like having someone else minister to you is a really powerful, yeah. powerful thing. And you actually um, – I know I've re- like really, really – grown to to appreciate your pastoral the your pastoral ministry and I'm like, wow, I didn't know Father Sean was so pastoral. <laughs> I'm like, um, so I'm like, wow, that's that's incredible. And it's just like sometimes you you just you you think that that your friend is like the mouthpiece of God when they're just just speaking to you um and just ministering to you when when you are in the dump. So that's it's really, really been a great blessing. Similarly wow. uh, yeah. here, yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Yeah. As a lay person hearing that, you know, we can sometimes get the impression that, well, Father knows everything and he just, you know, has everything under control. And sometimes he can be a little bit, you know, frantic, but he'll be fine tomorrow. <laughs> we forget that actually you also need each other to, to speak yeah. into each other's lives as well. So that's that's really beautiful. What about in terms of friendship with Christian lay people then? Do you think that that's something that's important for priests or, or not? Or what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, absolutely, it's important. And, and might I just add, it's needs to be the right person as well. In a parish, a priest is is meant to be father to everyone, and and so the one thing you don't want is father as friend to this group or to that person, mm-hmm. and that person might have an, a real um, influence on you, and and then you stop being father or fatherly. You know, you you might be starting to be a tool for someone else. So, you know, sometimes it's good. To have a friendship outside of that parish or outside of your your parish needs, it might not be possible. Mm. Mm. Um, but definitely, yeah, yeah, and especially there's not like there's not like thousands of priests in, you know in close proximity where you can be friends with. Maybe in a big city yeah. like Melbourne or Sydney, those guys get together. There's ten or twenty of them. They all went to a seminary together. Yeah. Um, so it's yes, but there's just a few a few footnotes there. Mm. 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 That's really. Uh, good. I, I, I'd echo that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely, but it's it's um, you know in, in the context of of parish ministry, uh, I'd say that those those cautions need to uh, need to be put in place, and and even um, uh, you know we discussed earlier on in the podcast that you know you and I don't have really a pastoral relationship, okay. mm. uh, and I think that's that's there's there's a certain level of of wisdom in that. Obviously, there are certain circumstances in which that might get. Uh, shifted like in say COVID or something. That's like right. That, right. Yeah. But, but beyond that, you know, it's it's we 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 tend not to. I mm. think that's that a helpful thing to, mm. to to bear in mind. Mm. Yeah. 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 No, really good points. Mm. Yep. Um, okay. Well, shifting gears a tad, could you describe for us what your personal relationship with Christ looks like? Sure. Look. To put it in one word, I feel, I feel so grateful. I feel so grateful. I've, just for everything which, you know, the, obviously Christ has given us redemption, uh, the way to the Father, um, and I wake up energised. I wake up just enthusiastic about life, uh, and I'm just so grateful for all the gifts that, that have been bestowed upon me, and that just drives it drives me. It drives me um, in, in a real positive direction. So it's just a real gratefulness that um, Christ is so many things to me. My saviour, leader, guide. He's my brother. 
Um, from the book of Hebrews, we see Christ as our brother. Uh, and so he's my teacher, um, Lord and Master, <laughs> Saviour. So there's just, yeah, there, there, there's just so much, but I'm just so grateful. That's awesome. That's beautiful. That is awesome. absolutely beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, what about a game changer in your relationship with Christ? Um, perhaps something in more recent times. Oh, good one. Yeah, and you know what, Sina, it only just occurred to me the other day after after 38 years of living yeah. is, you know, I have a tendency to really, um, I'm a problem solver, I think. I see a problem. I want to develop a strategy. I'm going to pray hard about it, fast about it, do whatever. I'm going to conquer it and beat it. Yep. Um, and, and there's a lot of things happening, you know, in every, everyone's day to day. And so when something cro- comes across my desk or an email or a conversation, I can really mull over it. And sometimes it might not be a good thing. And, and just recently I said, you know, just just hit me. Thought, what are you doing? And, and I have a bit of a process. If, if, it's, if it's urgent, so if, I've got a, if my leg's cut and I'm losing like a litre of blood a minute, that's something urgent. Okay, but if it's not urgent, all I want to do is just offer it up and say, Lord, this is important. It's not urgent. I'm going to shelf it and come back to it in two days' time. I'm going to just help me shelf this thing. It doesn't need to be dealt with now. If you can just take care of it or just put it on pause and and we can come back in a couple of days' time and talk about it. Mm. You know, and that's been a real game changer for me. Saved a lot of um, worry and stress and, and really encouraged me just to just to put it at the feet of the cross, whatever mm. that issue is, and, and not on my own shoulders. Mm. What an awesome approach. Beautiful. That's Beautiful. an awesome approach. Yeah. Yeah. And would you say that's the lesson that you've taken? walked away with from from that experience yeah absolutely yeah. don't don't shoulder it yourself mm. just put it at the foot of the cross and um just chill for a couple of days mm. and you know what nine times out of ten i don't even need to come back to it i'm like <laughs> no that's not even a problem you know that's old yeah. news and so it's just really helped keep my my peace which that's a the peace mm. which there is in christ mm. promised each one of us to have so just to remain and abide in that peace um, so I can be, yeah, I can share that with others. Mm. Nice. Absolutely nice. beautiful. Beautiful. I love this. <laughs> that's, that's pretty awesome, isn't it? I'm loving um, this. Uh, or, uh, what is God calling you into at this time? I love that. I love that. That's great. Um, you know what? And it only just occurred to me just a, a couple of days ago as well, just with everything, and I've mentioned it before, everything happening in the world, um, in Australia, in just in our own towns, in our own parishes, in our own lives, you know, life's hectic, and it's not only hectic, but it's tr- there's a lot of stuff going on, and it's it's in some ways it's traumatic, and there's just mm. so much going on. And I just the other day had this sense that, that our Lord was calling me just to just not to just to be the rock, um, not the rock of the world, but just be the rock in the parish I'm, I, that I'm in. You know, be that stable, prayerful, peaceful, joyful, available influence, mm. you know, and just by being the rock, just by doing the little things, answering the doors, the phones, you know, just in, in the being available for, for the, the confession times and the masses and just being the rock there for people. Um, yeah, because I, th- I think just in a world of turmoil and change, mm. just had this sense, the Lord saying, just, just stay put, um, people... Uh, need the rock in their lives uh, um, 
you know, Christ is a cornerstone. We're, we're built on that cornerstone to give it a more theological lens. I'm not saying I'm the <laughs> <laughs> I'm the rock of the world, or I'm like the rock, like uh, is it Diesel, like, Vin Diesel, or is it Pope, Pope Priest the First, or something? <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> that'll be an interesting church. So I just got that sense. You really, the ship is shaky. Um, the world's you know traumatic. Just just be that here in Wagga, here in the here and now. Mm. Um, mm. Try and be that stable, steady influence. Yeah, nice. guided by the grace of God. Yeah, beautiful. That's, awesome. that's, that's beautiful. Awesome. That's absolutely yeah. beautiful. That is. And I mean, when you when you say mm. things like you know opening the door and, and doing those little things that they can sound like the little things, but when you get those things right and you do them well, the difference that that makes to the people around you and to yourself, the peace that that brings you, but the difference that that makes to the people around you and as a father you know, for the rest of the family, the, the difference that that makes to your parishioners, mm. that will be felt. So that's huge. That's huge. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, all right. thank you for being on the podcast with us today, Father. Steena, Father Sean, I just, I'm so overjoyed to do it. <laughs> I, I feel, I feel we've um, covered some great topics mm. and, yeah. and it's been such a joyful experience. Cool. I'm um, doing Wonderful. it. So Wonderful. Uh, consider me, if you ever want to call me back, cons- consider me just <laughs> right. tap on the shoulder. <laughs> we shall take I'll you up there. on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, before we finish, we thought we might throw a few ad hoc questions your way. Ooh, okay. This is a, a little bit of a just answer the first thing that comes to mind right. type of thing. <laughs> so if you're ready, I'll go with the first one. I'm ready. Coffee or tea? Tea. Summer or winter? Summer. Introvert or extrovert? Introvert, easy. <laughs> <laughs> Movies or books? Mm, books. Favorite movie or book? Favorite favorite book? Mm, too many. All sacred scripture. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take it. <laughs> A skill you're working on at the moment? Uh, piano. Oh, interesting. Uh, what is your favorite recreational activity or hobby? <sighs> bike riding. Uh, mountain bike riding. Yeah, nice. love Good it. Good one. One day your life story becomes a written biography. What would be the title of that? <laughs> that's got me stumped. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be the title. <laughs> that's got me stumped. Love it. Yeah, stumped. <laughs> nice. Yeah. nice. Uh, uh, what inspires you? Gratefulness. I'm just so grateful, mm. you know, just grateful to God, grateful to everyone who's been in my life, every gift mm. that I've received, um, and just wanting to to hand that on, to, to nice. live a life of sacrificial love. Nice. Beautiful. 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 Who was your first best friend and how old were you? Ah, uh, yes. Difficult one. Well, I'd say in high school, um, my mate Tom Barrett was, was like real – best friend interestingly we didn't like each other for the first week I'm so either. but then we became great friends There's so shout out to Tom <laughs> wherever, wherever he is yeah, yeah. <laughs> very good and uh, one thing people misunderstand about you uh, right um, if I look angry I'm not <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm just thinking <laughs> and I mean well <laughs> I have not seen this angry face. Every time I've seen you, you're either singing or whistling or you're running somewhere. <laughs> this is new. And one last question. What's the one question you wish we'd asked you today? Mm, 
I don't. I can't answer that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. We'll take that as that we did a good job of asking yeah. questions. <laughs> we you. hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we hope. We hope. Well, again, thank you for being on here thank with us, much. and thank you for giving up your time. And yeah, um, that's really yeah. much, very much appreciated. Love it. Thanks, uh, Father Sean and Cena, and, and God bless you, and, and wish you all the best in, in your ministries. You. Uh, and especially this in, in your podcasting. Thank you very um, much. God bless. And we hope that you guys who've been watching on our YouTube channel or listening have also enjoyed having Father Beltrami here with us today. If you want to ask us any questions or if there's a question you wish we had have asked Father, let us know. Jump over to our Instagram page, Living Fullness, or click on our Facebook group, also Living Fullness, through the Virtue Ministry page. Or if you know us, come and talk to us in person. We'd love to speak to you. Until next time, know of our love and prayers. God bless.